What's up, what's up, what's up? <clears throat> How's it going? Facebook Live, social media live, any of my other live feeds that this is pushing out. <clears throat> it's your boy TC, and welcome to the CS Files. Common Sense. Common Sense Files. I'll give this feed a moment, let a few folks join in. We're going to have a little bit of dialogue here today. Uh, I'm out and about, but I'm trying to stay true to basically broadcasting this thing on time. Um, hoping that many of you can join and uh, chime in. It's going to be, uh, you know, a regular day in the life of, of TC, though. I'm going to be in motion here shortly. I'm actually headed down to the airport. Um but, you know, while, while I can, uh, I'm going to sit here outside of the, uh, the infamous barbershop where we have already solved all problems for the world uh, and chat with you guys for a little bit. So, again, we'll give this thing a little time to get kind of fired up and get some folks in here in the chat room. And then we're going to talk about, you know, three topics that I think should be relevant to many of us. Uh, the first topic uh, of discussion is going to be around loving uh, relatives from a distance. You may have had to endure this or you may have heard people make the comment, you know, one thing about relatives is you can't pick them. And with that being said, um, I think that there is a need for a very healthy conversation about how to do that um, and maintain good relationships while loving people at a distance, you know, everybody can't be in your immediate world. And uh, I think that the older we get, probably the more we recognize that. But I just believe that there's some some ways in which you can do that as well. So we're going to talk a little about that. And then uh, topic number two is going to be. You ever thought about the impact of not being in someone's life? Right. I mean, we think about the impact of being in someone's life all the time because we've probably already chosen to be in someone's life. And uh, with that, we uh, take on all the responsibility that comes with being in someone's life. But have you ever truly put thought in what being absent from someone's life is about? And I want to kind of broach that conversation and see if those of us really put thought into what then does that do to an individual by you not being there? Sometimes we feel like, oh, it's probably best that I don't be in someone's life. But do we truly weigh the impact of what that really results in, in building an individual or developing a person um, based on the fact that there are things that you were not able to input into their life? So I think we've all probably experienced that. We're going to talk about that a little bit. And then the last one is... Um, and I don't want this to get too off track, but I want to have a brief conversation about about race, um, specifically how race is currently affecting your life. Now, we're in a very, you know, turbulent conditions here in the United States as it pertains to race. And race is not a new subject. And you know, there's nothing new about racism. And I mean, I'm not going to, you know, take us off of a cliff there, but I really would like to have some conversation about how uh, you view it in your personal life, because I have an opinion that depending on who you are, your economic status, the, the circles that you run in, you view race from a different lens uh, where some of us see impacts one way. Others may view it another doesn't get you out of the race card, but it definitely has a different uh, impact depending on who you are, where you're at economically, whether you're famous or not. Uh, there's just different levels, if you will, of how racism may affect your life. And then more importantly, how do we as just a people begin to figure out ways of not letting it totally control us or finding ways in which we can uh, work more collaboratively to where the race card, be it subliminal or not, is not a factor in our relationships. So, you know, those are my three topics of discussion for today. Um, 
We're going to try to keep this thing no more than a one hour uh, dialogue. Uh, I'll take your questions online as we go through them. And it's real easy. You know, uh, I'm here to share uh, my personal opinions. Doesn't necessarily make them right, uh, but it is my personal opinion. And I've been asked for many years because of the you know background that I've had in public speaking and, and mentoring and in other things that, that I should share some of those thoughts. And so this is an attempt for me personally as I'm growing in my career to look at some different platforms that I can actually create and ultimately develop uh, the additional aspects of my skill set, which is public speaking. So I'm using this as a way to, to learn uh, and sharpen my skills as well as hear from people in real time on some of the topics that we're going to be discussing. So let's kind of jump right into this. So, you know, the first topic, once again, loving your uh, families from a distance. Th this is something that has come up in real time in my life um, where there are various aspects of all of our families that we sometimes have to make a conscious decision on how we're going to uh, allow a relationship to work for us. Um, again, family is the one thing that you don't get a chance to pick. It is chosen for you. So we can't trade out our siblings or our parents um, or aunts and uncles and cousins. And so they are yours uh, by default. In other words, those are the cars that you have been dealt. But what do you do when you've got situations within your own family where it isn't a good, healthy relationship and that there are times that the individual's very presence may upset the entire ecosystem, but yet it is your job to love them nevertheless. Uh, that's tough. That, that, that's tough for a lot of folks to do. Um, and I, the reason I wanted to have this conversation was because I believe that there's still a way to do that and not totally dismiss someone completely out of your life. Now, Many of you have probably, and I hope that this isn't you, but I've heard people tell me that they haven't talked to their mother in 10 years or their father in 10 years or even a close sibling in 10, 15, 20 years. Uh, that's hard for my mind to process. And maybe that's the upbringing that I have, but it tells me that there are definitely some different uh, situations going on in, in, in families uh, other than mine. And with that being said, I do believe that there is a price to pay for that type of a severance of ties. I, I think the closer they are in terms of your inner circle, be it your immediate family, parents uh, versus uh, extended uh, you know, relatives, probably a little bit less impact. But nevertheless, I believe that we should look at ways in which we can love people from a distance. And what I mean by that is, although you can't chat with them every day, although you can't uh, hang out with them because you guys are, might be on totally different levels, you can still love them from a distance. You can respect them. You can still check on them. And, and I say that um, with an emphasis on the fact that you don't need to completely disconnect from them. Loving someone from a distance doesn't mean, you know, as long as you're not in my face, in my space, or I'm not talking to you, we're cool. I'm talking about acknowledging the fact that there are lots of things that you don't have in common or the fact that you disagree with certain things, but finding a way to still be, be, be um, you know, mutual friends to some degree, or uh, if nothing else, finding a way to at least stay in touch. Because I think that in most cases where we've severed ties like that, if you really process and think it through, I don't know if everyone would feel so good about it if that person were to pass. If that person were to leave and never be available to you again in life, would you be okay? I think that's the, that's the self-check that we could do if you are in a situation with a loved one, a family member, where you're having to love them at a distance. Loving at a distance is not necessarily easy. Loving at a distance may be necessary to keep a healthy relationship, and I think that's okay. But it is something that we need to proactively put time into and not use it as a means to never again associate with someone. Again, family is like a deck of cards. Those are the ones you've been dealt. You don't get to pick and choose. 
And it kind of leads into my second topic, which really uh, begins to focus on, you know, we know why we're in people's lives. We choose to be or or there's a bond or, or, or something that allows that. But how much thought do we put into not being in someone's life, right? Um, I've had to make decisions in my life where it took me away from uh, family members or uh, loved ones and, and, and even my own children um, to where you have to make a conscious decision to begin thinking about what is that true impact? You know, um, someone that was not healthy, and let's just take it a situation. If you've got a, a family member or a person who's not healthy, be it that they're addicted to, 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 you know, drugs or they're just living a very bad lifestyle, you know, we have a tendency to think, you know, it's, it's better off that they not be in, you know, our lives or certain people's lives. Um, I think the point that I'm trying to make there is, have we add the cost of an individual not being in your life and what then becomes the void? For instance, when we choose or don't put thought into not being in someone's life, what are the things that were poured into you that were truly meant for them that they don't get? What are the um, situations that you could have steered them to the left on had you been there and, and ultimately they went to the right. Um, what, what are the long-term results of someone's development for the simple fact that you weren't in their lives? And I think that we should all know that we all play an important part uh, as we are basically all interconnected, specifically within your family structure, and that everything that God has allowed you to go through is not for you, but it is for others to equally uh, uh, take value in, in terms of just going through this thing called life. And so when we talk about the impact that we have by not being in someone's life, uh, I think that many times we don't put enough thought into what does that really mean? I had some recent conversations with one of my siblings who brought to my attention that by not being uh, a part of their lives at a certain season, that it had impacted them in a, in, a, in a negative way. And I think it was the first time that I ever really put thought into what that meant because we're busy doing life, especially raising families and doing what we think is best, that many times others around us may not get the best of us. But had I known more then, uh, as I know now, I may have made some better decisions about, although you might not be able to uh, impart and be a part of a, a friend or relative's life on a regular basis, there is still value in playing a role in their lives uh, throughout each of their seasons, even if it's every now and then. Like, we don't need to talk to certain people every day, but there's value in having some kind of dialogue uh, that will ultimately make a difference in an individual's life uh, that we have to take some ownership in. And I just think it's so very important that we think about that and more importantly, weigh the cost of not being there. You know, being in someone's life is uh, equally important and I think we can pretty easily calculate you know, why those, uh, you know, uh, relationships need to exist, but it's the not being there that I don't think we give enough time to. And, uh, it can be devastating, I think for some, and, uh, the, the, the good in all of it is as with learning to love from a distance is that it's never too late, right? Where there's, where there's life, there's hope. Um, as long as you still have time on your side, it's never too late to change the position of a relationship. It's never too late to uh, apologize to someone for not being there and then make amendments to do better because you fully understand the impact of not. Uh, I think that many of us who may have done something of that nature probably get caught up in, well, that's just the way it is. And uh, I disagree that we don't have the ability to go back and make amends and ultimately begin playing a role in an individual's life. And so 
use that as a, a measure to say, it is never too late. And more importantly, I have the ability to still impact someone's life that will ultimately make a difference in mine because we're interconnected. And I think that that is an area where we can all probably do better in terms of just making sure that we're moving in the right direction with uh, the people that are closest to us. So the next topic I wanna briefly chat on, and, and, and I'd love to hear any of your feedback in reference to that. If you're dealing with those kinds of issues today where you are adding the cost of not being in someone's life, or more importantly, having to um, take on uh, necessarily the guilt or the impact of that, um, love to have you share how you've addressed it or if it's something that you're planning to address and if you've already addressed it, the outcome of that, right? I think that we could all probably learn from each other in that uh, perspective. My next topic is one that is really always front and center for an African-American or anyone uh, that is of a minority in the United States, and that's race. Um, we can't get away from it. It is a part of our fiber, but I do believe that we can choose how we emphasize it and where it ranks in the determination of our relationships. Now, there are many forms of racism. We all know that there's personal and individual and institutional racism, but I kind of wanted to open the floor to a little dialogue about how you see race in your current world at this moment. Um, this is an area that ultimately we all view from a different lens and uh, can many times affect us differently depending on who you are. You know, I see a feature here that I'm dying to try out here, and this is the feature where I bring them on camera. Let me let me see if I can bring this up. Because again, this is an experimental platform for me to see uh, how this platform will work. Rob Coulson, I'm going to bring you up on camera. Let's see. And I'm going to bring my mom up. Let me see if this works. Um, you guys are more than welcome to join this on camera. They'll receive an invite to join your broadcast. This will be interesting. So Eric uh, and mom... And Rob, I just brought you guys up on at least a sentient invite. So maybe they'll come back and join us. Um, and if so, we can have some people feed into this thing live. Again, for those that are just joining, you know, this is a platform that I'm doing some experiments with to uh, really begin looking at a new platform to share and uh, expand my public speaking. Uh, I thought it would be cool just to have some dialogue on various subjects with uh, my closest folks who know me uh, to get feedback and, and, and really get a better understanding of just uh, topics. What's going on, Keith? Um, and so I'm, I'm excited to, to play with this a little bit more, and I plan to do this on a weekly basis as I begin to build content. So we're working on uh, a podcast. Uh, we'll also be sharing a lot of this feed on other platforms. And so it's just pure experimental. And I wanted to really, really just try this and get feedback from you guys on how you felt about the commentary and how you felt about uh, my thoughts on these subjects, as well as open the platform up for uh, topics of discussion that you guys might want to talk about as well. And so again, today we're going to uh, continue to kind of chime and, and have some dialogue on a few topics that I'm uh, currently uh, looking at and then ultimately give some of my thoughts on these things. And, you know, at the end of the day, many of you may catch this on a on the playback and not necessarily see it live. I appreciate you, if, if nothing else, looking at it, giving some feedback and then providing any kind of thoughts that you have that would make it better. Right. Um, so yeah, this is a, a really cool little feature here, but I guess it's just a matter of people being there in order to bring them in on camera. So that'll be interesting to see how that actually plays out and works. So I just pushed to let Mr. Davison also come in if he's still watching. Uh, but yeah, it's good stuff for sure. Um, 
So I wanted to dive into this third topic a little bit more. So as I was talking about, you know, how race plays an impact in your current life, you know, I am uh, in, in a unique position as a lot of folks, depending on what it is you do, race can have a very different impact on your life uh, in terms of the circle that you're in. And so, you know, I've, I've been fortunate to be in corporate America for many years, and I find that the biggest issues there aren't necessarily personal, but it is the institutional racism that we hear people talking about. And I'll give you an example. When we look at a work environment, um, it's normally not difficult to see the disparity between uh, the races, depending on where you work. Now, in most of the jobs that I've had, uh, African-Americans, let's just talk about us for a minute, made up a very small portion. And, and, it, and I used to put a lot of thought behind, how can that be? You know, if I'm working on a 50-man team, it may be one or two brothers. Um, but as you begin to explore how that came about, most of the time you'll find out it wasn't necessarily a racist sort of movement that caused it as much as it was people using their inner networks to hire people. You end up with a state of institutionalized racism because there's this major disparity, but what really drives a lot of it is friends hire friends. Good old boy club is in real existence, and if there is a small amount of minorities already a part of it, then there's less chance of bringing additional minorities to the table. So the impact is one that I've gotten very familiar with because in most places that I travel and in most places that I go, not that I sit around and count, I'm probably the only African-American there. And so you begin to put thought into that and you go, how can that be? Are we, do we not have the backgrounds? Do we not have the degrees? Do we not, I, 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 I beg to differ for anyone who thinks that that's not the case. Most of that falls back into us again, uh, functioning within our own networks, hiring within our own friendships, which ultimately very much polarizes what an office looks like, what a job site looks like. And that becomes a, a, a type of racism that could get under your skin. Now, I've chose never to allow that to be the case. I always looked at it as an opportunity as to why I needed to be on point and on 100 because I was also making a mark for those who might come behind me. So I always looked at that as an opportunity to make sure that I was on point with my performance. I was on point with my attitude and my relationship skills. So those who come behind you would ultimately be embraced and not prejudged. But like I said, when we talk about race, um, depending on your ethnicity, you may see it from a different lens, which we do. But along with that, uh, there are other factors, such as your economic status, such as the groups of folks that you traditionally hang with, or even your um, celebrity status, if there is some. If there is, a, if there is a level of fame associated with you, you will equally see race from a different perspective. It doesn't mean that you've been exonerated, that you got some type of a pass, because I think you can talk to anybody who will tell you that um, becoming a movie star or, or, or a famous individual did not supersede one from still experiencing certain kinds of things. But um, it, it definitely allows us to see things from a very different perspective. Um, what's going on, Johnny? And then uh, one of the things that, that I like to uh, challenge folks on is, you know, in most cases, I would think that the majority of folks would say, you know, we, we, we want to live in harmony with other ethnicities. I don't, I don't, I don't think I have any friends or associates who say, I really wished it was just us, okay? Um, but I always challenge people to make sure that you are walking out what you say you're about. Um, and one of the things that I do, fair or unfair, is I try and uh, gauge people based on what you really live versus what you say. So 
Uh, one of the things that I've done for many years in social media, specifically with Facebook, as I friend people, um, I pay close attention to the friends list. So if you are truly a very much um, equal opportunity person or you are uh, very much uh, uh, a person that has friends and diversity in your life, um, one thing that will kind of tell that story is your friends list. Now you guys all begin thinking about this. Go check out your friends, friends. I find it hard to digest when I look at someone's friends list and only your ethnicity is there that you really have common ground. I'm not saying you're racist, but it gives me a frame of who's in your world. Now, mind you, Facebook associates are not friends, right? They're associates. So I get that. And so some of you, as I've heard before, will tell me that some of your best friends are black or some of my best friends are white. Then I would expect to see a little diversity in your platform if that were the case. Now, I could be wrong. Uh, it has not seemed to fail me. I've studied friends list for a very long time and looked at that as just an indicator, just one indicator of how diverse someone is. Doesn't make them racist, but it definitely tells a story of how much interaction you're having outside of your own. See, it's easy to uh, be in your own world in all the areas that you function in and have an opinion about the opposite race. It's easy to do that. But the problem is your opinion is being formed by people just like you. So you're never getting an outside opinion. And more importantly, you're never getting the other ethnicities opinion because you're never even in, in their space. It's just like when I hear people talk about other people's religion or other people's churches, you know, in, in the black community is these denominations. When I hear people make comments about someone else's denomination or religion and you've never studied it, that's just an opinion. And in most cases, it's slanted and probably wrong. And so the same is true with with us as individuals um, as it pertains to the race card. And so it is an area that I think, as with a lot of things, we need to put some proactive thought into. It doesn't just happen. Um, <laughs> I heard a comedian talking about this the other day. Don't tell me you're colorblind because you're not. You know I'm black. I know you white. That, that, that is what it is. I know you're Hispanic. I know you're Asian. We know these things. But more importantly, have we began to move beyond dealing with people based on what we think and getting to know them so that we have a reference of what we know. That, that's the real question. So when we look at how is race currently affecting you, a lot of that's probably based on who from other ethnicities are part of your world. Um, I, I, uh, I find myself in many different environments and I, I truly believe that variety is the spice of life and it has served me well as I might be uh, at the job all day with very few minorities, but yet in my personal life, that may be a complete opposite. Whereas some people, you're with your same ethnicity in majority all the time. So that gives you very little insight to folks outside of that. And so if it is of importance, those are areas where we could all improve and making sure that we're learning something about someone else versus hearing something about someone else. Not to mention, I believe that we all play a role in each other's success. What things are you not getting exposed to? Because by nature, subliminally, we've let race play a card. We don't necessarily hang with certain people or we don't find things in common. And although we don't make it about race, if you look at the, the, the division of it, 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 it is. Um, somebody made the statement, the most segregated hour of the day is high noon on Sunday, right? White people are in white churches, black people are in black churches, uh, Asian people are in their churches. And so 
you know, when you begin thinking about that behavior, it still speaks very loud and clear that there are things that we miss by not being connected. There are things that we will never know for certain by not being connected. There are opportunities that are being missed because we're not connected. There are promotions that aren't happening because we're not connected. There are relationships, beautiful relationships that that could have been formed that are not happening because we're not connected. And, and so I challenge each of us to make sure that race subliminally, because a lot of it is just how we've been raised and programmed, that we proactively make sure that it is not playing a factor that um, diminishes our ability to really be our very best, that we haven't allowed the lack of having relationships outside of our ethnicity to stop us from growing, to stop us from being our very best. And uh, I think that if each of us paused and took a look in the mirror, we can all find areas where we could do a better job there. It is the only way that this country is ever going to uh, find uh, common ground is when we proactively understand the importance of that. You know, we are living in times now where much of the racism that we've dealt with and overcome, unfortunately, had to be done by force, had to be done by laws, had to make men change their hearts versus men simply understanding the importance of being connected and understanding the importance of having a, a blended uh, group of people in your lives. Now, I don't know if that's been a good or bad thing. I, th I think it's good in the fact that there were many who had to be forced to do the right thing. But ultimately, uh, I hope that out of that, it began to frame up a difference in people's minds and hearts that allowed them and their descendants to see things differently. Now, mind you, we have a very long way to go in the United States in, in this respect. But with most things, this is a conversation about how can we individually own making sure that we really are living in inclusive world, that we really are purposefully, proactively making sure that we have people in our lives that are outside of our norm, because there's a there's a level of learning that happens there that you can't get out of a book. And you can't get out of someone telling you something about someone else. It's uh, it, it's it's very real. Um, I think that our current climate and political conditions have raised another level of that as well. Um, I think that we are uh, the products of what is happening. Um, some of us done lost our minds and feel like we can just say anything. Um, I think that. We've got to find some common ground because ultimately, you know, I see that as, you know, slipping backwards to 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 feel that we can treat another human being a certain way based on their ethnicity to even to even feel comfortable enough to say some of the things that are being said tells me that, that we're living in a very dangerous political culture. Uh, and I think all of us can attest to that. And that goes both ways. Right. I'm not talking about just white people. I'm talking about black people. I'm talking about anybody who feels that this culture has stirred them enough to where they can diminish another person based on their ethnicity. Uh, that is a problem. And we as a country and as a people will not be our very best if we allow the current conditions to take us down this dark road. There are so many more things that we've accomplished as U.S. citizens together than we have apart. Uh, yes, there's an ugly history, but we can move beyond that if we make it about our business to ensure that we are looking at people outside of the lens of ethnicity and seeing them for truly who they are. Making sure that we're proactively seeking a way to make people inclusive in our lives in order for us to know more about them and therefore have a better respect for them. 
Um, interesting topic came up today <clears throat> where uh, T.I. Uh, and a number of other celebrities have decided to boycott Gucci. <laughs> and <clears throat> first of all, I think we have wasted our time um, on uh, a lot of superficial clothing anyways. But, you know, I guess if, if you got money like that, uh, that's your prerogative. But I found it interesting as I learned more about what transpired, which Gucci supposedly created a sweater that had a pull-up piece that kind of emulated uh, blackface. Blackface seems to be the going thing these days. I, I, that's, a, that's a conversation in and of itself. Um, but not only was it troubling to those who, who purchased the brand, <clears throat> But equally troubling to me was, and I, and I heard another commentary make the mention, equally troubling was how few black people you must have working at Gucci who could allow a design to go from concept to the street and somebody not raise their hand and say, hey, 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 that might offend some people, which is the bigger picture. These brands take our money and pretty much don't even really respect us. Clearly not if you can go from concept to product on something of that nature and not have anyone in the room at any time in any department raise their hand. That tells me that first and foremost, you are majorly void of the people that you've offended. And this kind of goes back to how does that happen? That's because in our workplace environment, in our career environment, friends hire friends. Right? Friends hire friends. And then when you go back and check your Facebook friends list, most of y'all only hang out with people of your own ethnicity. So you end up with major corporations full of the same people. And most of the times it ain't us. <laughs> so that's not necessarily racist but it becomes a product of the environment of an institution that ends up feeling that way because all of a sudden you walk around and there's no balance. And how can that be, right? These are areas that I think we as American citizens um, have an obligation to the world. We're the country full of much, y'all. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody thoroughbred nothing here but the Native Americans. So none of us really have ground to stand on because I don't know 100% uh, nothing these days in America. And that's just what makes us great. And so if that is the case, we should be the nation of people who, you know, accept that better than anybody, I would think. We should be the nation of people who embrace the power of diversity. It's the fact that we're different that we're great. Not that we're all the same. It's the fact that all of that diversity has brought different opinions and different positions and different intelligence to the table. But yet, in this great country, we still find ourselves caught up in a lot of the legacy, uh, hatred that was there, institutional racism that have kind of come out of a byproduct of how we think and act. And, and you know, for, for lack of better words, just, just pure ignorance to move beyond it with a comprehensive plan that is about understanding why it's so important that we need each other versus I'm going to do you a favor and, and, and talk to you, right? Or I'm going to do you a favor and be your friend. You can't do me no favor, right? Um, very, very serious subject and, and one that I think that we should all uh, have a little ownership in because at the end of the day, it is what makes our country great. And to ever think that we are better by ourselves than together is, uh, I think, one of the most dangerous thoughts that we could ever have in a country like America, where it is a melting pot of people. And uh, everybody does matter. And everybody should want to see the best in every person. Um, and, and with that, we, we, we end up with greatness that makes everybody rise, right? And I agree, Lynn, that media media does fuel a lot of the situations. Um, but but there's a double-edged sword to that. Uh, and you'll hear people talk about it. Media will say, well, we couldn't we couldn't fuel it if it wasn't happening. 
uh, you know, and there's truth to that. If it weren't there, I couldn't capture it on camera. Uh, somebody said, you know, there's this heightened, heightened sense of just nastiness going on. And I, I said a few years ago that I don't know if it's so much a heightened sense as a more connected world that is allowing you to see it. You know, thanks to this incredible device that has made my world great for many years called the cell phone, we see it in real time. We hear it in real time. We're capturing what people used to talk about in real time. And then the media says, as with all things, if it bleeds, it leads. They're never going to show you great stories. I, I saw a story today about uh, Lynn, a, a police officer who was on foot chase to someone and running through some yards and literally tore a hamstring in his leg and and uh, threw his hip out of socket and ended up, you know, f collapsing in somebody's front yard. And and while most people were in their houses locking doors, uh, there was a black lady who went out and, and, and actually assisted and helped him. You know, because he's a human being. I mean, not not that he was a cop or anything, but she was honest. She said, but to be very honest, I am I'm afraid of police. You know, she had to get over this 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 stereotypical fear that she had and just look at this guy. This is just a human. This is a guy who is hurt. And she did that and it changed her life and his life. And that's because she got beyond the phobia and got beyond, you know, what she had probably seen in the media as well. Um, which again is twofold. Media can't report on what's not happening. So the problem is if all you run is that, then we think that's all that's happening. That's the problem with the media. They pick up strictly on negative stories. And after a while, if that's all I see, then I believe that that's all that's happening, which is a lie. And that's why we gotta be wiser than that to know that all cops aren't bad. All people aren't bad. There is no all inclusiveness that normally works with anything so when we talk about you know those types of situations and race relationships it really is about making sure that we are getting a perspective that is beyond our inner circle that is beyond the few friends that we have but is really about making sure that we understand the perspective from many angles that's the same way with, with you know, uh, our relationships with law enforcement, our relationships with other people of other ethnicities. Back to my very first topic, our relationships with our own family members, right? And maybe those are situations where we also have to learn to love at a distance. You know, the family thing is a big one because, you know, family is for life. You know, you can, you can walk away from some things, but family, they ain't going nowhere, right? Um, Finding a way to resolve family issues. I'm about to come out my little jacket, y'all, because we're about to take a ride. Um, finding ways to resolve family issues and loving family members at a distance um, can be a way, I think, of putting relationships back together again. It's kind of like, you know, maybe we need a breather, right? Uh, I can't be in your space every day. And maybe uh, we don't hang out and do the exact same things, but at the end of the day, you're family. And if you're family, then I need to find a way to love you through it and maybe love you at a distance. And most importantly with family, we need to, if anybody, if there's any group of people that you give a pass to, family members ultimately should get a pass for forgiveness. This is where we get all jacked up and I hear stories that I haven't talked to my mom in 10 years or 20 years. Like who, who then has to be the bigger person, right? So if ever there was anybody that you give a pass to and accept, I'm sorry, it's family because you don't get to pick them. They are assigned to you and you can't give them back and get new ones. And, and it would go both ways. There's some that probably want to give you back anyway. So it is really about understanding that they are the unique group of people that have been placed in your life for a reason. And they're the ones that get the exception. Unfortunately, what I normally see is friends that get more exceptions than family members. Some of us treat our friends better than our family. Always perplexing to me. Because at the end of the day, the only people that are going to be there for you when it's all over and done with is a family member. 
my youngest daughter was talking about, you know, selectively having friends or either not having friends. And I had to remind her, the only friends you're going to have in life are your siblings. The only real friends you're going to have in life are your siblings. Live long enough and come back and check me on that one. You might, as they say, you might get one real friend out of life. Meaning that by the time you 80, you'll still say, that was my friend. You might, if you get one, you're lucky. Every decade, they will fall off. They will fall away. They will change. They will morph into who they really were. As, as Angelo, uh, Maya Angelo said, you know, once someone shows you who they are, believe them. Uh, ultimately, those things will transpire as the decades go on and you'll find out that, wow, the only real people, solid people in my life is my family. So family should get a pass. And no matter what's going on with family, we should find a way to resolve our issues. We should find a way to give each other forgiveness. And then we should find a way, if it requires, to simply love people at a distance. Loving at a distance does not mean I never call you anymore. Loving at a distance means we can't hang out every day. We can't kick it on the phone every day. We just live two totally different lifestyles, but you're still family. And therefore, I'm going to check on you every now and then, and I'm going to make sure we're still good. Anything other than that, you're really just falling back into that the same pattern of because I disagree with this individual and their family, I'm going to just shut them out of my life which leads us back into my number two topic that I mentioned, which is do we ever weigh the cost of the impact of not being in someone's life? What's the impact of the fact that you weren't there? It's big, and I don't know if we always talk about it or think about it. There's a cost for that. There's a cost to you. There's a cost to them. In terms of you simply not being in someone's life, there were things that, that didn't happen for them. There was development that didn't happen for them. There were opportunities that didn't happen for them because you may have been the glue to that, right? Food for thought. I never really gave it that much thought until I had some recent conversations with my own siblings. And sometimes it is simply us doing the best thing that we know how to do. That's okay too. But I'm also a firm believer that when you know better, you do better. And that you should always be wanting to do better. Some of us do, some don't. What's going on, Mr. Barry? Um, in April, I'm going to try to pay attention to this road, y'all. I'm headed down to pick my beautiful wife up who went home and surprised her mom for her birthday. So I'm uh, headed down to the airport to pick her up. So you guys just have to take a ride with me if I wanted to keep this little program on track. Uh, but we're going to do this for about another 10 minutes or so unless y'all just decide, you know, we want to do something more. Now, I tried, and I'm not going to fool with it now because I'm driving y'all. I tried to, to do the whole thing where I bring you in on camera. I saw the uh, saw the function for that, but I don't know. I don't I don't think I, I saw anybody. Or maybe I need to tap up here. Yeah, I see those people bubbling up. And I've added people like my mom, but I don't even know if mom would know how to do it. No disrespect, mom, but I, I can't fool with it right now because I'm driving. And y'all, the new law in uh, Georgia is that you can't uh, you can't touch your phone. I don't know. I might be in trouble already because it's on. So uh, how about we leave that alone? But uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's a very interesting uh, interesting thing. Uh, relationships. Uh, what's good, Matt Berry? Um. But yeah, good, good stuff. Nevertheless, you know, these are the areas that I think um, we can all uh, improve in, uh, that we have an opportunity uh, to do better in, both in our race relations as well as in our personal relations. And more importantly, how to uh, <laughs> I knew you was going to come back, Lynn. <laughs> I'm going to need a pass, Liam, for nine minutes. <laughs> um, I had a feeling. I, Liam, can I do this? Can I? I probably can't do this, huh? <laughs> yeah, they got this new crazy rule now. Now, I'm not touching my phone, but I don't even think I can have it streaming right now. I was trying not to touch it for sure. 
Leon said busted. Um, all right, Leon, y'all gonna have to catch me today, man. <laughs> I'm not really driving. That's a that's a green screen behind me. That's just moving. It just kind of looked like it. That's my story. <laughs> good stuff well i'm glad that uh, a few of you have joined us a little uh later in my in my little broadcast here uh i'm not gonna be able to keep this going too much longer though because i do need to focus um but I, I want to continue these dialogues feel free to go back and listen to some of the topics that i've uh ranted about today um my goal here is to continue to try and uh have some dialogue about subjects that I think are of broad enough uh, scale that people would be interested in and in, in hearing my opinion on and more importantly sharing your opinions back into the feed I think you know one thing that I noticed guys is last week you know I ended up with almost 400 views on this thing and I was really imp uh, impressed by that your comments are read by people later and so if there's feedback that you have that you'd like to share at, at, you know at any time feel free to do that because the whole purpose of this is so that we collaboratively learn as well because I don't get on here professing to have all the answers I'm just sharing my opinion on these things and 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 ultimately I think it's a great platform uh, for us to you know collaboratively share our thoughts and, and comments because you know that's the beauty of uh, of the actual uh, uh, feed itself now I'm on then I'm gonna put my glass on so I can see what this says uh, love the authentic okay see there a lot of people seem to enjoy this this is good um, yeah and then guys we're gonna I'm, I'm gonna step it up uh, so I've been badgered enough about building a podcast um, the audio that is coming out of all of these feeds will also uh, go into my podcast my uh, wonderful awesome uh, cousin Sam Grissom is uh, gonna kind of help me as a content and social media manager and uh, help coordinate this content into multiple platforms. Um, uh, love to, to to give him a shout out. That's old Sam Beasy. I don't even know if he's watching right now, but I know he'll download this later. And, you know, trying to make this thing collaborative. Not only am I trying to, you know, take my overall gift to the next level, but I'd love to be able to include as many people into this as possible. You know, it's my ultimate goal to to really get my professional speaking career uh, in motion um, that will consist of podcasts, books, uh, and other platforms. And, uh, you know, as long as people want to continue to hear my thoughts and hear my commentary, uh, I'm more than willing to get on here and do so. Um, it's been a long time coming, and uh, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to um, sharing, you know, which is really what this is all about. I'm just, I'm just sharing my gift with you. Um, and, uh, I'm hoping that you guys uh, enjoy the, uh, the, the common sense approach that I, that I try to not only live by all of my family members know, uh, I, I'm just me all the time. I'm the same dude. I'm the same dude at the office, same dude at church, in the club, on social media. I'm the same guy all the time. And that I think is also, one of my best assets is that I'm, I'm always the same and therefore people know how to take me and now where I'm coming from. Now, if you don't know me, you may have opinions of who I am, but those who know me know I'm the same guy no matter where you encounter me. And, and, and I take great pride in being that because I think people just receive you better when you're just you. I'm just me. Take me or leave me, you know? Um, and I'm just out here trying to trying to get my game to the next level and hopefully help you get your game to the next level, whatever that might be. We talked about that last week in terms of just identifying your thing, whatever that might be, and then uh, beginning to truly proactively work on that because the conversation there was about, you know, chasing money. Money will chase your thing once you perfect it, your gift. Your gift will make room for you, right? And, and, and bring you before great men. Your gift is the way that you're going to get paid. Your gift is how you're going to live your, your wealthy life. Your gift. Anything other than figuring out your thing or your gift and tapping into it, 
Um, you know, you can have a you can have a good life. I just don't believe you can have a great life though until you're doing the thing that you love, and the thing that you love has reached out beyond you, and then the the universe responds back and then rewards you for that. So everybody should be trying to figure out your thing because that's that's just why we're here, whatever that might be, right? Um, yeah. So I'm on. Keep it moving here. Uh, as I get ready to run down to the uh, Atlanta airport, um, this again is just the EP two of what we're going to be doing with this. I'm uh, so so looking forward to some other uh, opportunities to speak with you guys, and more importantly, I'm going to ask that you know if you're enjoying this, you know, drop some some actual uh, comments in my DM about other topics that you would like to hear me discuss with you. And then I really want to, I think one of the things I'm looking to do is do something where we have more of a live connection. I'd love to have, and I won't be doing this from the car when I'm back at my home office. I'd love to have um, some, some live uh, feeds going where I've got you guys chimed in as well. Again, I'm not gonna try to manipulate that right now, but I think that would be important because part of this is uh, getting the folks in my circle together. Um, and, and by the way, I have a pretty diverse circle and, and I take great pride in the diversity of my circle. I make it my business to have a diverse circle uh, because it, 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 it challenges me to be my very best. It keeps me plugged into intelligence and information. Uh, it's so, so important to have a diverse circle for those very reasons. Um, you know, new jobs, new opportunity, new technology, knowing something about a particular thing. You, you get limited when your whole circle is just you and people just like you. So uh, diversity is huge and key. And that goes beyond ethnicity. That's age groups as well. Uh, so many times I work with um, people my age or older um, who struggle with technology. And in every one of those cases, it's normally someone who doesn't have a younger person in their life. So having, uh, again, young people in your life is very important as well because they bring a level of technical savvy that some of y'all don't have. I happen to have it because it just happens to be what I do, but that is also diversity. Diversity in the age groups that you have access into. I didn't say you had to hang out with them and, and kick it, but you need to know some young people. Uh, young people, you need to know some older people because they are truly the source of all knowledge. And if you don't know some, then you're making decisions based on the little young people you're around, which don't probably add up to a whole lot of years of experience. So diversity in all aspects, absolutely paramount and key to your success in life. That's my personal opinion, in life. And you should all, and we should all constantly take a look at our lives and make sure that we're proactively uh, creating an environment of diversity in order to be our very best, all right? All right, so it is 4.01. I am, uh, I'm a pretty big stickler of time. Uh, and trying to continue to manage that time. These are going to be one hour uh, uh, sessions. And so with that, we're gonna, we're gonna end this one. You're more than welcome to look back at the feed for those of you who joined after three. But my goal is to try and get this thing down like science, no matter where I'm at and what I'm doing. If I dedicate to be here at 3 p.m. on Saturday, which is my free day, uh, that's what time this will start. And the goal is to take it to 4 p.m. Uh, unless I have you know, some overwhelming uh, amounts of response and, and, and things that people want to further discuss, right? So this has been good. Uh, I, I hope you guys have enjoyed, you know, hearing me share my thoughts. They are just that, my thoughts. Um, I hope it helped someone see some things a little differently and expand your horizon in maybe uh, subjects that you hadn't given a lot of thought to. And then more importantly, I, I so look forward to further conversations with you guys next week uh, where I will once again bring three top uh, topics and have uh, some general discussion with you guys. I got to tell you, it took everything in me not to make one of these topics uh, the State of the Union speech. 
Uh, but I decided I just didn't want to go down that road right now. I want to make sure I get my thoughts thoroughly collected uh, before I comment to that. But uh, I think maybe we will chat about that next time. And more importantly, I don't want to. I don't want to go totally negative on this on this chat. Um, I have. Uh, I have some deep feelings about our current administration, and I think that, like mom used to tell me, if you don't have something good to say, say nothing at all. So uh, for 45, I'm not going to be saying a lot, um, but I do believe that there are some things happening in our political uh, arena that we need to at least have discussions about because it's healthy. Um, and again, my position as I have those things, there's, I am a registered independent, so I, I'm not totally buying Democratic and I'm not totally buying in on Republican uh, positions, but uh, I do believe that uh, everybody brings something to the table that is worth listening to and, and considering or contemplating whether or not it is good for the people of our country. So hopefully we'll have some more conversations about that. Maybe we'll set up a session where it's strictly about politics of the day, which of course nobody wants to talk about, but uh, always makes for a juicy uh, conversation. So with that, I'm going to uh, sign off and focus on the road and uh, definitely want to thank everybody who joined this live feed today. Uh, please comment as you go back and watch it on any thoughts that you might have. And then of course, feel free to inbox me with any subjects that you think we might wanna discuss uh, next Saturday, which uh, same time, same bad channel as we used to say, okay? So with that, again, love y'all very much. Appreciate you tuning in. Love to hear your feedback. Go out there and have an absolutely amazing weekend. And uh, most importantly, uh, go out there and have a great life. All right, it's your boy TC. I'm on the road, I'm driving. Hey Lynn, look at me, I'm focusing, man focusing. I'm on this road focusing right now. <laughs> Holla at y'all. Y'all take care.